The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Space. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today, we have two contenders here to try out our trivial trial by fire. In one corner, this eccentric, eccentric trivia player is quirky and impulsive, but he'll leave you feeling fickle. It's the whimsical Justin Wentz. <laughs> Justin, well, welcome back to the show and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. What's up, guys? How are you all today? Uh, good, Justin. Justin Wentz. I'm up here in, uh, or down, well, depending on where you're at, I'm in Fernandina Beach, Florida. <laughs> and uh, let's see, um, just a little about me. We own a little trivia company called Trivia 30. Um, um, uh, we're, we're pretty boring people all in all lately. <laughs> so, so, so uh, yeah, yeah, we just love playing trivia. Trivia is life. And, uh, and, um, yeah, that's it. Sorry, not not exciting intro today. I, it's, it's been a crazy morning. I'm dealing with a power outage, and I was like flying to get over here for the recording, and my head is like stupid. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> very good, very good to have before playing trivia. Exactly, a good fire uh, to put out. <laughs> yeah. In the other corner, he's delightful, delicious, and desirable, delectable, dapper, and dreamy. It's the determined Tony DePhillips. Tony, welcome to the show, and uh, let the folks at home know a, little, know a little bit about you. Hi, everybody. That was a wonderful intro to this podcast. Is this the first time I'm talking to you guys here? Um, yeah, Tony D. Phillips from outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm a high school biology teacher, coach my um, school's quiz bowl team, and hopefully we'll end the season tomorrow at about 500. But, you know, hey, I'll take that. <laughs> All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. I do want to cut in. Only because anytime I hear Scranton, I immediately go, Scranton, what? The electric city. <laughs> it's impossible not to. We, John, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it any day. We're still <laughs> painting murals. Like, literally, a new office mural was put up last month, you know, in the last month. Nice. It's all we got. It's all we got. <laughs> it's it's 35 degrees out. Uh, it's, it's yeah. you know, I mean, what else? Yeah, that's Ride it. Ride the sure. wave as far as you can. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> To this day, I've only ever seen one episode of The Office. I, I know he's not a fan. Yeah. Ooh. I had to write an Office game a few months ago, so I literally like crammed all nine seasons oh, or whatever man. in about four weeks. <laughs> oh, that's that's the complete opposite, and that's probably no better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to spread that out a little bit just to stay human. It was an interesting experiment. Yes, exactly. 
All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know Justin and Tony just a little bit better. And since today, as of the day that we are recording this, uh, over on BFOP, we released a album review of the album Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. Gentlemen, I want to know, what is your favorite Nine Inch Nails song? Uh, I have a favorite, probably. I'll probably bite the hand that feeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just chime in to be first in case he takes that one. <laughs> so. Oh, no, no, I'm not taking that one. Uh, yeah. I've never heard that one. Um, 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 has anyone ever straight out passed at the intro? Uh, I don't know Nine Inch Nails at all. Um, Trent Reznor. Um, whoa, yeah. Um, I know a line from the song, but I can't even say that. I don't even know the name of that song. <laughs> So pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess by default, uh, Justin. Default. 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 Pick first. It's, it's a song. So. All right. Uh, cool. All right, sir. What category do you want to start uh, off in? Let's see. Um, I feel rusty. I feel rusty. Um, let's go with. Uh, let's just start with some music. Mark some movies today. Sorry, my brain is okay. really not clicking. <laughs> This should be great for a trivia recording. <laughs> movies, music, movies it is. There we go. We're going to start off in the 70s. All right. Bill Murray starred as Tripper in what 1979 Ivan Reitman film about the wacky hijinks of counselors and campers at a less than average summer camp? Yes. Thank, thank goodness. Starting off one that my brain doesn't have to hurt. Um, that would be Meatballs. Meatballs is correct. Not a great film. It's it, it's it's okay. <laughs> I know. I remember thinking it was really funny when I was like, seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should have been watching it at that age either. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. All right, over to Tony. What category would you like to start off in, sir? Let's move down how I have it written down on my list, and I'll take TV. Okay. TV will be the '60s. Frank Gorshin played the Riddler in all episodes of the 1966 Batman TV series, except for two. During those episodes, what kooky actor stepped in to play the villain? Kooky actor, 1960s. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with the first name that popped in, and I'm going to say Don Knotts. Don Knotts is incorrect. Justin, can you seal? Possibly. Can I get a reread on that, please? Frank Gorshin played the Riddler in all episodes of the 1966 Batman TV series, except for two. During those episodes, what kooky actor stepped in to play the villain? All right, I'm going to key off your word kooky. I think that possibly is an Adams Family reference. So I'm going to say, uh, make sure I say the right first name. Well, I'm going to say Aston. I think it's John Aston, but I'm going to say Aston. John Aston is correct. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's had no well, idea about that, but yeah, the kooky was the thing that brought that good job and good hint. Very good hint, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Justin, you got the steal, and now you get to pick your category. All right, so let's see, let's do um, I guess we'll go music, all right. get all the entertainment out of the way right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, we are, and we are going all the way to the 2000s, all right? What American Idol season five winner? sang the hit song, Do I Make You Proud. It reached number one on both the American Pop 100 and Hot 100 charts. All right. I'm going to make sure I think through this one properly, but I'm pretty sure I have a gut feeling because I think 
there was a spoof of this song called Do I Creep You Out? <laughs> yeah, I think I think season five was the totally didn't look like he was 78 years old Taylor Hicks, if I remember right. Taylor Hicks is correct. Wow. <laughs> 27 my <by> ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is a clean podcast. I apologize. <laughs> they don't blur that one on the radio anymore. Yeah. All right, Tony, we got to get you some points, sir. What category is that going to happen in? Oh, boy. Well, yeah, this is a game that's not going my way, so let's go in that direction. Toys, games, whatever you got for me. All right. Little toys and games, and it's the 70s. Often associated with the 80s, what educational video game was actually developed in 1971 by Don Rawich, uh, Bill Heineman, and Paul Dillenberger? Oh, and that's all we've got, huh? Um, So a bunch of names, 1980s, but it was developed much earlier. Um, I don't even know when this was created. I just know from my childhood playing it. I'll say the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is correct. Good job, Tony. (laughs) Yeah, I think because there were so other little information, you just got to go with the biggest educational game in the 80s. What else did I have? (laughs) All right, back over to Justin. All right, I guess we'll go for the. I always, I always do this, and I always get something I don't want. But we'll say Little Atcher. Little <laughs> Atcher. Please don't give me a comic question now. Oh, John's asking the questions. Never mind. I didn't say it his way. <laughs> yeah, you gotta say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have you have uh, cursed the gods. Yeah, the gods <laughs> shall curse you, and it's gonna be from the fifties. All right, Santiago is the name of the titular character from what 1952 Ernest Hemingway novella? Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Not a comic book question. Uh, The Old Man in the Sea. The Old Man in the Sea is correct. All right, we are back over to Tony. Um, Food, why not? All right. (laughs) Why not some food? And it's going to be from the 80s. All right, and we have a question from Janelle Alfsted Matson. Thank you, Janelle. This Kellogg cereal introduced in 1983 has two types of grain put together in a diamond shape to help prevent it from getting soggy. Wow. Okay. Um, definitely know I've had this at some point. Two grains, a diamond shape. A diamond shape is just a square, isn't it? They're not really diamond. I don't know. Um. Kellogg cereal to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Checks. Checks is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? I hope so. If this is what I ate, it came in like the biggest box they sold, and we would go through it like crazy um, as we were kids. The sugar, when you put it in, it really clung to it. I think it's Crispix, if I remember right. That sounds familiar. Crispix is correct. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't my childhood wasted eating cereal. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> another steal for Justin. All right, and he gets to pick another category. Sir, left we have sports, news and politics, fashion, and slang. All right, I guess we will go news and politics, please. Okay. And that decade will be the 50s. The Winds of Destruction was a period of ethnic violence in what country from 1959 to 1961. It was between the Hutu and Tutsi, two of the three ethnic groups 
in the country. Oh my gosh. The Hutu and the Tutsi. There was another big thing in the 90s between them. Like another genocide. Oh my gosh. African geography is so tough. My guts tell me Rwanda, so I'm going to go with Rwanda. Rwanda is correct. Wow. <laughs> oh, good. Good pull. I wasn't stealing it either. He goes, African geography. Oh, that's a clue. Africa. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing going on here. All right. Tony. Ah, uh, slang. Okay. And that will be from the 70s. In the 70s, the CB radio became popular, not just with truckers. And you could use what phrase when asking where someone was? Um, oh, oh, what's your, what's your, I don't know if I have the whole thing. Um, what's your five? I feel like I'm missing something, but that's all I have. What's your five is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? I think, I hope. <laughs> I'm going to go four times Tony's answer. I'm going to say, what's your 20? What's your 20 is correct. Yeah, that was yes. a number. <laughs> you were more than 15 either way. So I, I yeah. Last question. I last question. I don't even have a continent right. So at least yeah. I have a number. Exactly. Yeah, John, if you just said within 15, what's the <laughs> exactly. phrase? Yeah, that's it. That's all I need. All right, Justin, we got fashion and sports left. All right. Let's see. Um, uh, I guess I'll take sports and leave fashion. For Tony, <laughs> the evil thing to do. Well, uh, and that the sports question will also be in the seventies. In 1973, almost a century after Major League Baseball was established, the Atlanta Braves were the first team to achieve the remarkable feat of having three players hit 40 or more what in a single season. Hank Aaron, Davey Johnson, and Daryl Evans had 40. 43 and 41 respectively there's like a there's an answer that you just want to jump on but it seems too easy um can i have you i'm so sorry can i have you repeat that one time just to make sure i heard all the words correctly sure in 1973 almost a century after major league baseball was established the atlanta braves were the first team to achieve the remarkable feat of having three players hit 40 or more what in a single season hank aaron davy johnson and daryl evans had 40 43 and 41 respectively all right. I, I think before I just go off the rails and say something totally stupid, I'm just going to say the answer of home runs because it seems to be the most logical. Home runs is correct. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be it's too easy to be this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was not a baseball question. That was a softball. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was good answer. I thought it was going to be like doubles, just to like mess with the head or something. That was what I was leading towards. That's, as well. well, that's I was I I made that question because I knew that it was going to be really easy, and I was hoping someone was going to try and overthink it. Yeah, yeah. Mission almost accomplished. <laughs> I I don't know if I'd call that a softball. It was a it was a it was a knuckleball that didn't quite hit its mark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that leaves fashion for Tony. It does. And Tony's going to get the 80s for fashion. In 1984, Paulina Portskova became the first Central European woman to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. She was born in the city of Prostajov, in what nation that no longer exists? 
Oh, my God. Okay, so at fashion, and then we went to sports, and then now we're at geography, which isn't even one of your categories. Um, okay, so name a country in uh, that doesn't exist. So Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia is incorrect. <laughs> Justin, can you steal? I guess I'm going to go with uh, the other obvious country that doesn't exist anymore and say Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia is correct. Oh, it was a 50-50, Tony. I mean, I, hey, <laughs> with the way the round was going, it could only end that way. I was like, please ask who she was married to. I knew that. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Well, the good news is that every answer was, or every question was answered this round. The less than good news <laughs> is one person answered significantly more than another. <laughs> I'm not saying it's already a lockout, but it's, it's pretty close, and we're just end of round one. Justin has 90, and Tony's got 10. Significant. You're on the board, Tony. Well, yeah. I don't like doing math, so since you don't have a math category, I've eliminated having to do math later when wagering, so I'm just playing to my weaknesses. I like this strategy. All right. Well, Justin got to pick first in round one. So, Tony, you're going to pick for Justin to start off round two. What category do you want to give him? I mean, he left fashion for me, so I should just turn around and do the same favor. So, um, but he answered it doesn't. Well, he answered everything else right. So there's nothing I can really do. So give him fashion. <laughs> okay. Fashion it is. And it's the 60s. This shoe was thrust back into the limelight in the 60s with its long, thin, High heel. All right. I assume by the clues, I'm going to say a stiletto. Stiletto is correct. Yes. All right. Justin, what category do you want to give to Tony? Uh, Let's give him toys and games. All right. He does. He did answer toys and games before. (laughs) The only one I got right. I don't know. Thank you. Or is that really the worst (laughs) pity pick uh, in the history of podcasting? (laughs) And... It's going to be the 80s. Manufactured by Mattel between 1986 and 1988, what toy had a pouch on the back that could be inverted so the character could roll into the pouch and resemble a brightly colored ball? Um, I have something pictured in my mind, and the only word that's coming to that picture is a glowworm. Glowworm is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? Mm. I know my dad in the 80s did like the whole jingle all the way went. He was a traveling salesman and he went everywhere to find a glowworm. And I think he found one in like Wyoming or something. <laughs> so, I had a glowworm. I know that one. Um, oh, I feel like these are called like I have a dumb name or a dumb word, which is probably not at all right. But I, I want to call them like Duffums or Stuffits. Let's do Stuffits. Stuffits is incorrect adam you have a guess i i mean i have a guess but i remember we had one of these i absolutely remember we had one of these things um they weren't called like roly polies were they they were not okay then never mind uh they were called it was a nonsense word they were called popples popples we absolutely had one i remember at least our sister did or something i remember stuffing it into the ball all right our first uh miss uh, entirely Mm -hmm. of the game it was cool. It went all the way until uh, round yeah. two for it to happen. Uh, all right, Tony, what uh, do you, what do you give to Justin? Um, I guess I'll toss him another softball with sports. <laughs> there we go. 
alley-ooped him. Uh, and it is the 50s. And we have a question from David Abalafia. Thank you, David. Willie O'Ree is often referred to as the Jackie Robinson of what sport after suiting up in 1958? I know nothing about this sport, but I'm pretty sure from hearing this somewhere else, probably on another trivia podcast, I believe he was a hockey player. So the NHL or hockey. Hockey is correct. <laughs> yep. And I think it was the Boston Bruins that he uh, suited up for. All right. Justin, what do you want to give to Tony? Uh, let's give Tony. Um, let's give him literature and hope I jinx it. In it. <laughs> a double. Yeah. Twice you said it. Well, correctly. correctly for me. Uh, and literature is coming from the 2000s. And we have another question from David Abalafia. Gregory Maguire's Son of a Witch from 2005 is a is the sequel to what 1995 work which was later adapted for the Broadway stage that's that's wicked okay you've finally something in my wheelhouse <laughs> wicked is correct nice job Tony yep. <laughs> thank you read the book saw it on stage everything's there okay we're good go. <laughs> all right Tony what do you want to give to Justin Oh, yeah, I got to do that still. Um, this slang. <laughs> All right. And it's going to be our first 90s question. In the 90s, it was the amount you gave when you were giving your very best. Its logical impossibility made it the premise of a joke in a 1992 episode of The Simpsons. All right. That's the only logical answer that makes sense. I remember this being a joke on like Top Chef or something too, because the guy was like, I don't understand math or percentages, but I'm going to give 110%. So I'm going to say 110%. 110% is correct. Yes. All right. Justin. Oh, wait. Yeah, we're going yep. Justin to Tony, yep. right? Correct. Yep. Yes. Justin, yep. we have food, news and politics, TV, music, and movies. What do you want to give to Tony? All right. Let's give Tony some food. He looks hungry over there. <laughs> Always. <Yeah. laughs> and it's from the 60s. Little old. Mentioned in Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird in 1960, what cake consists of layers of light sponge and sticky pecan, bourbon, coconut, and peach filling? The whole thing is covered in a peach schnapps frosting. Tastes like It tastes like life in the fast one. <laughs> huh. Well... Okay, that clue certainly brings it. Um, yeah, I don't like peach. Um, so I know I've probably never had this. Um, kill a mockingbird, nothing. Um, with the clue, I'll just say a lane cake. Lane cake is correct. <laughs> nice job. That okay, was going to yeah. be my wild ass guess. Yeah, I mean, with that clue, I mean, what else could I possibly say? I've never <laughs> heard of that cake and never would go near it, even if I did, no. but wow. Okay. That's terrible. <laughs> it's actually a very popular uh, cake in the South. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm just not, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, enough bourbon, and I'm sure I'd enjoy it at some point. <laughs> exactly. In the yeah. yeah you know. Fair. All right, Tony, what do you want to give to Justin? Uh, TV. Okay. TV to Justin. And it's the 50s. Phyllis Coates was the first to portray what character? First in the 1951 film Superman and the Mole Men, then in the first season of The Adventures of Superman, both starring George Reeves. 
All right. What was the first name of the actor again? Or the act the Phyllis. Phyllis. Okay. All right. I couldn't I couldn't exactly understand that. So I was trying to figure out if it was a male or female sounding name. So I'm gonna say since it's Phyllis Coates, uh guess I'll go Lois Lane. Lois Lane is correct. All right, Justin. Movies, music, and news and politics. Uh, let's go music. That decade will also be the 50s. Before Elvis stepped in, Carl Perkins wrote and recorded what 1957 song? There's more there, right? A clue or something? <laughs> there was a clue in there. Oh, there is. Oh, he's going to step in some blue suede shoes. Blue suede shoes <laughs> is correct. Okay, nice. I talked myself into another clue. <laughs> All right, Tony, we got news and movies. Um, I'll, uh, I'll take either one, but I'll give him news and politics. All right, news and politics for Justin, and it is the 70s. All right, and we have another question from Janelle Ofsted Matson. Thank you, Janelle. This media organization first broadcast in 1971, covering the United States Senate hearings on the ongoing Vietnam War. Susan Stramberg and Mike Waters were among the first on-air personalities. All right, I would say that has to be what my dad left it on constantly as a kid, and I just wanted to punch the TV. I think it's C-SPAN. C-SPAN is incorrect. Oh, no. Wow, man. Tony, can you steal? Um, okay, that was my only answer. So because I don't even have anything to say, I'm going to ask you to read it again. Sure. <laughs> this media organization first broadcast in 1971, covering U.S. Senate hearings on the ongoing Vietnam War. Suzanne Stromberg and Mike Waters were among the first on-air personalities. I, I, yeah, after C-SPAN, so media organization, I'll just go NPR. That can't be. NPR is correct nice job tony as soon as i said that i was like and as soon as he said incorrect i was like damn it i didn't think through that <laughs> but radio i mean radio was a long but wow i would have thought they were so much older than that yeah all right that leaves movies for tony yes it does and it is the 60s this is a 1962 elvis presley film about a sailor caught between two women it is not a 1987 Motley Crue song about strippers. Oh boy! Um, um, oh wow! A Motley Crue song. Um, I don't have it because I certainly don't know Elvis Presley movies. Um, no, I don't. I'm passing because I don't have anything in my head right now. All right, Justin, can you steal? I have no belief that this is an Elvis Presley movie, but the only thing I can think of from Motley Crue that sounds like a deep about strippers is uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> girls, Girls, Girls is correct. Girls, girls. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. they got the uh, the inspiration by driving by a strip club and it had girls, said girls, 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 Girls on the side. Nice. They, or going, probably going to the strip club. So, All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, Tony has put up an absolute respectable 50, but Justin has a chance to make history here. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, not only can Justin join our, what's becoming less and less exclusive, it seems <laughs> that more and more people are joining it, our, our uh, 200 club, but Justin does have a chance 
to tie Eric Eads' all-time highest score record of 280 if he bets at all. Uh, so, and if he would have known NPR, he would have possibly had a chance to to take it and the lead to himself. But that's where we're at. Justin's got 140. Tony's got 50. And so do you want the glory all to yourself and then possibly lose? And then Tony comes up from behind and takes it. Who knows what's going to happen here? <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's find out what categories are going to go into the final round. Justin, since you were in the lead, you get to pick first. Um, let's see. Let's do, um, I guess let's go movies, please. Okay. And that decade will be the nineties. And, right. and Tony. And because I haven't got a chance to say it, and we've answered both questions correctly, I'm going to say literature. Yeah, literature coming at you for the final. And it's the 70s. All right. So, based on 90s movies and 70s literature, go ahead and write down your bids. My wager is locked in. I'm locked in as well. All right. Here are your questions starting off in 90s movies. We have a question from David Abalafia. Thank you, David. Which actor helped launch Quentin Tarantino's career by helping secure funding for 1992's Reservoir Dogs, in which he also starred as Mr. White? And 70s Literature is a question from Janelle Alvstead-Madsen. Thank you, Janelle. This comic strip began syndication in 1971. Its protagonist is fat, bald, and pantsless and won the hearts of Americans for its relatable humor. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to let everybody out there know you guys should be joining the Patreon, because if you want to be part of our Throwback Trivia Takedown Tournament, you have to be a patron at the $5 levels or higher. And then we're going to be doing our play-in rounds at the beginning of the year, so you have to be a patron by the end of 2023. So if you are, then you're going to have our play-in rounds. Anybody who's at the $1 level or higher will get to hear the play-in rounds, but the $5 levels or more get to participate in them. The winners of each play-in round get to go into the tournament and potentially be the next champion of Throwback Trivia Takedown. See if you can take down Jeremy Goodson, who is the current reigning champ. One fun thing that we are doing that is available to everybody. So there will be uh, just or Jeremy will be able to get in as the first seed and then everybody else will be playing in for 14 or sorry, 15 other seeds into this round. But we are going to be doing a bracket, uh, a, a pick em bracket for everybody out there. Anybody who wants to do it, they can be patrons who didn't make it into the tournament or not patrons who are interested and gives them a chance to get into the tournament. And so. It's completely free to play. I'll be putting out that information um, sometime next year, and you guys can pick them. Whoever gets the highest score in that pick them for that tournament will be put in as seed 16 for the 2025 tournament. So just a chance for uh, everybody out there to, to play along and possibly get into the tournament, even if you are not a patron. So please consider that as well. All right. I think I've stressed my brain enough, so I am locked in with both of my answers whenever... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm having problems over here. I, I, can't, I uh, like I know who I was I'm, too, so I decided to cut my problems. <laughs> I, but I don't even have respectable guesses to say out loud on a podcast right now, so <laughs> this is not my best showing. Um, I've got absolutely ridiculous answers for both of these. I mean, so I'll say something. <laughs> it's not going to be anything good <laughs> because I can't think of one actor in Reservoir Dogs right now and I know 
that the person I wrote down for the comic question is not bald. So I guess I'm locked in. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find out what you put. Tony, we'll start with you. Oh, this is this is not good because he's not bald. I said Flintstone. And oh, this is not good because he's not in Reservoir Dogs. I said Travolta because that's all I had. All right. And Justin. All right. For the comic strip, um, I guess all I could think of was uh, Seinfeld and Jay Peterman. Isn't that, isn't that, that's an old Ziggy, isn't it? That was all I could think of was Ziggy. Uh, I believe he's bald. I think he's probably 70s. Um, and oh my God, Reservoir Dogs was killing my brain. This is one of Emily's favorite movies of all time. I love it too, but we started a lot. <clears throat> and I've probably seen the first 30 minutes like a thousand times and the rest of it like twice <laughs> because we fall asleep to it. I'm going to be so mad. I know who Mr. Pink is. I know who Mr. Brown is. I only I feel like Mr. White, because this is the most established actor at the time, is going to be Harvey Keitel. That's my guess. All right. Let's find out your answers. We'll start with literature. The 70s syndicated comic was indeed Ziggy. And in 90s movies, the actor which helped launched, launch Quentin Tarantino's career was Harvey Keitel. Wow. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's find out how this played out. Tony, how much did you bid? Yeah, I wasn't doing anything on any of this, so I just wrote a zero in a zero in a zero. <laughs> All right. And I, Justin? I originally wrote down 39, and then I scratched it out and said, what the hell? Let's go for the <laughs> <laughs> all right adam math it up and let us know what is our final score well we have a new member to our exclusive 200 club and not even just that we have a new person who has tied our highest score of all time on throwback trivia takedown history Winning today's game with a score of 280 to 50, Justin Wentz is the winner of the day. Good job, sir. Oh, congratulations, oh, wow. man. Congratulations. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, All no, right. Man. <laughs> congratulations. Wow. Uh, I almost called you. Uh, Jesus. I answered like 17 yeah. names. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's the most regular. but. <laughs> Congratulations, Justin. Man, I cannot speak today. All right, whatever. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, we'll let you have the uh, the last word since you are our, our new uh, highest, you know, tied highest standing champion. Yeah. Uh, Tony, now is your time for uh, any uh, plugs or anything you'd like. Hey, just go out there and have some fun, no matter how good, no matter how bad you are at anything. If it if it's you know enjoyable to you, if it allows you to have some fun, go out and do it. You're not hurting anybody. You're having some fun, even if you only get five questions right. <laughs> Glad you had some fun, sir. And Justin. No, Tony, great game today, man. I, as I said, I, I met Tony at Jacksonville a couple years ago at one of the meetups, and uh, and when I saw I was going to be on with him, I immediately put on my Hello, My Name is Anigo Montoya shirt because we walked into the room, and he was also wearing an Anigo Montoya shirt, a different one that was even cooler than mine because it had the entire <laughs> script of The Princess Bride on it in tiny, tiny, tiny little letters. Um, but no, great game. Uh, this was a blast. I guess this is like a two-minute drill in football. Like I came in just like... <laughs> harried and like like oh geez what the, what am i doing like i gotta get my computer going and and then i i, I did well so uh so, <laughs> so now i understand how they do it um, i'm just like tom brady at this point 
So, no, guys, thank you. You guys put on an awesome show. Always, always have fun listening to your show and uh, and appreciate it. I'll hopefully see you guys real soon in person or yep. somewhere else. Yeah, another Jacksonville meetup or something like that. Maybe SporkleCon. Uh, we'll try to make it Absolutely. Out. Yes, yes. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you again to Justin and Tony. That's Adam, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.